When I was sitting in a restaurant uh, today, um, I was looking at the menu and and I and, and somehow my husband and I got on the topic of our childhood. And I told him about an experience that I had as a little girl living with my grandmother. And um, it was an incident when I had to, I had written a poem and I had to recite this poem. I couldn't, no, I didn't write the poem. I, I memorized a poem that was written by somebody else. And I had to recite this poem on a stage in front of a lot of people. And prior to leaving for the event, my grandmother, I think she was looking for this particular blouse or something that she wanted me to wear. And I don't know if we couldn't find it or whatever the case was. I don't remember all of the details with that, but I can remember her getting her fist. She, she balled up her fist as tight as she could get it. And she punched me. She punched me so hard in my face that the whole side of my face started burning and, and it was, it was a horrible pain. And I just remember hearing something click in my jaw when she punched me in my face. And I knew that we had to go and, and I had to recite this poem because I was being graded uh, for reciting the poem in front of all of these people uh, in this auditorium. And so I, 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 I had to suppress the pain. I was not only was I in pain physically, but I, I felt humiliated and I felt angry, but, but I was more ashamed. And then when she finished punching me, she said, now dry it up. She, she, she pretty much told me that I couldn't, I, I wasn't allowed to feel the punch. You know, she wanted me to feel the pain, but I couldn't, I couldn't nurse myself. She, she didn't really want me nursing myself. And, and I also had to collect myself enough to go and recite a poem from memory. And in that experience, I felt, I felt like a part of me just died and, 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 but I was forced to perform. So I got on that stage and I remember looking down at her and thinking to myself that I was living in the worst possible situ situation that I could be living, living in. And after that experience, I realized and I learned that I was being abused. We don't really like to acknowledge some of the things that we, we go through as children and the type of impact and effect that they have over our lives. But from that experience, it, it, it made me feel so bad within my soul that I knew that I couldn't continue to live and thrive in a situation um, that was created like that in the household with my grandparents. The difficult part about it is because this was my grandmother, I'm not supposed to feel these negative feelings about how she was treating me. You know, um, a lot of times as, as, as a woman and, as, and, and I know that as a black woman, um, we, we, we deal with things and, 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 and sometimes we celebrate the fact that our parents would punch us or our parents wouldn't allow us to say this or allow us to do that. But I wasn't, I, you know, I, I don't think it's necessary for parents to belittle, punch, kick and mistreat children. There's no excuse for it. 
But I believe that what my grandmother was doing was what somebody had done to her. And and from that experience that I had with her, I knew that as soon as I became of age and I could escape the purgatory that I was living in, that I was going to do just that. And 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 some of what I saw within that environment was that she made me feel like she did it because she cared and that I deserved it. And no one ever deserves to be abused. I don't care who it is. And, and but she didn't look at it as abuse. She looked at it as I'm, I'm just doing what I have to do. This is part of what you do to raise kids. But it, it had a lasting effect on me to the point that when I turned 18 and I got out of that house, I didn't look back. And and unfortunately, she did a lot of good things. But at the same time, those experiences, they're stamped in my memory and I have to use those experiences as reminders of, OK, I, I made it through it. It's over. And as a result of it to this day, I don't tolerate abuse anymore. I just don't. I don't even um, I, I don't play around with it. I don't I just I, I, I stay away from people who are abusive, because if you normalize abuse, you don't know that what you're allowing is making you sick. You don't know that it's abnormal to have people in your life that pretend to be nice to you and like you in your face. And then they're stabbing you in the back because you emulate that behavior. And because nobody ever says anything, it just continues to go from one generation to the next. But from that experience, my grandmother continued to treat me that way throughout the whole time I lived with her. And there I was, this gifted child that was singing and speaking all over the community and, and doing well and excelling. But yet I was living in horror at home because I was being emotionally, verbally and sometimes just physically abused, punched, plucked, pinched, kicked. And, and that's just not normal. And, and a lot of people don't understand. They're like, you know, you, every time we saw y'all, y'all look nice. My grandmother kept us clean. She did the best she could to make sure that we were fed. And, I, and I'm so thankful to her for that. But the other side that people didn't know about was that my grandmother, even though she was this um, church lady, she sat in the um, uh, motherboard section of the church. She would cook for some of the events we had at the church. But when she would come home, I believe that she would bring out those frustrations of poverty and having to raise grandchildren. She would bring it out in the way she treated us and how she punched and plucked and pinched and twisted us. It was it was an awful experience as a child. And so when I left home and I and I would come in contact with these people who knew me as a little girl growing up with my grandmother, my grandmother would share these stories and tell them, you know, I I huffled and scuffled. I think that's how she would say it. And I did without so that I could provide for my granddaughter and my grandchildren that I raised and they don't have anything to do with me. And I would try to do. In fact, I remember sending her money and doing things for her. But it, I couldn't escape that abuse, that that abuse was still there. And it made me fear her to the point that I didn't want to go around her. I didn't want to share time and space with her because the abuse was just it was something that I couldn't take and get away from in my mind. And so over time, I would come in contact with other people who would tell me stories about 
rumors and things that my grandmother was saying, because there are some people when they can't control you, my grandmother could no longer control me. When, when they can't control you, they'll try to control the people who have con- who you have contact with so that they can get their messages to you. And uh, another name for that, uh, psychology call them flying monkeys. There are people in families. If, if you don't go around the person that's abusing you, they try to affect the relationships that you have with other people so that you can come crawling back to them and they can continue the abuse and have you a slave to their approval, a slave to them. And this is a sickness. And there are names for this narcissism. Uh, they want you to think you're crazy, gaslighting, all of this stuff. And in the body of Christ, you know, um, it happens. It happens all the time in the physical church. And if you're not connected to God and if you don't go and get the necessary Christian counseling that you need to heal and restore yourself, you'll continue to keep going back to the people that's abusing you and mistreating you just because they have normalized that behavior and you have opted into accepting that behavior so that you can be a part of the group. Because the consequences of walking away from a person that's abusive, especially if they're a family member, a mother, a father, a grandparent or a matriarch in a family or patriarch, the consequence is for the consequences for truth tellers, people that expose this type of abuse is that the rest of the family will turn their backs on you. The rest of the family will blackball you. They'll make you out to be the bad guy so that the truth about who they really are and how they behave is hidden. And, it, and you know, it's, 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 it's hard for me to say this because, you know, I don't want it to seem like I didn't love or don't love my grandmother. But this was something that I had to live and 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 maneuver my way through all through my 20s. And and it was awful. It was a horrible experience for me because I couldn't really go to anybody in my family and talk about it because their excuse for allowing my grandmother to behave this way was, well, that's just how she is. You know, she just going to tell you what's right. You know, she's just going to tell the truth. She was telling the truth, but the truth was a lie. And I lived through this. And so for those of you ladies who have had experiences like like this, I want you to know that there's no shame in going and getting Christian counseling because that's going to help heal you. And and there's no shame in going to the Lord and praying and asking him to deliver you from people that's so-called related to you. That's unhealthy mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. That is why I talk about this stuff on these podcasts, because there's so there's so many of you right now who deal with this very thing that God has helped me get delivered from. And I never even talked about this until my grandmother passed away because out of respect, I'm not supposed to talk about this, but I think sometimes when we're silent, that's how the devil can continue to allow these things and and issues to come out uh, and, and play out ruining our lives, ruining our relationships. And so for those of you who may have gone through what 
what I was fortunate and blessed to come out of. There's life at the end. There's there's hope for you. And all you have to do is go to the Lord and pray and reach out to a Christian counselor so that you can get some counseling done to help you heal. And then the Lord will help deliver you from all of the trauma that comes from emotional, mental and physical abuse. I feel so free talking about this because I lived it and I know how it feels. And when I was talking to my husband about it, he said, you know, Harriet, I'm sorry that you had to live through that. And and, and I understand why you don't have a tolerance for abusive behavior. Because that's sad. I'm sorry you had to live through that. And for those of you who have lived through something similar and possibly worse than what I have had to live through, I am so sorry. I'm so sorry. If nobody ever tells you or have told you that they are sorry, I am sorry. I'm so sorry you have had to go through that. But when people are broken, broken or they're ignorant and they're not connected to the Holy Spirit or operating in the spirit. There's no telling what they can do and, and, and they don't know what they're doing. And some people do know, but they don't care. But there is hope for you, honey. And God loves you. And, and, and your worth and identity is not tied up in how people treat you. Because when people don't know who God is and they don't know who they are, they don't they will never know how to treat you. They don't know how to value you. That's why there's so many Christian women that's connected to, to, to men who act like they're out of Babylonia or something. When a person doesn't know who God is and they don't love God, they don't prioritize their relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm not talking about somebody that's just religious. We've got a lot of religious church devils. We do. But a person who knows the Lord. And a person that loves God, they're going to know how to love themselves and then they're going to know how to love God's people. That's just the bottom line. Anything outside of that has nothing to do with with uh, the, the love of God. It's just a bunch of mess, drama and confusion. That's what I live through, ladies. And that's just a smidget of the emotional and, and, and abuse that I have had to endure over the course of my lifetime. And so now when I see people, I can look them in their face and and when they try to look down on me because I walked away from my grandmother, I don't care what they think because they didn't live in the conditions that I managed to come out of. Don't worry about what people think about you, because what people think about you is none of your business. It's none of your business. Don't worry about it and ask God to deliver you. From that, if you have an issue with worrying about what people think about you, honey, you've got a long way to go in your life. If you if you're like that now, you, you, you I encourage you to pray and ask God to deliver you from that, honey. Because you can't worry about what people say. People will have you in bondage. And I believe that when you when you God does not want us miserable, he don't want us in bondage. He don't want us to be abused, even if it's at the hands of our blood relatives. And you would think. That when it's your blood relatives, they would really know how to treat us. They would know how to treat you because they have a biological connection. But that's not always the case. And that's why you have to stay with God, 
because sometimes you've got to walk away from your blood relatives because they're not emotionally, mentally and spiritually healthy and they will make you sick. I was reading um, uh, a book called Pulling Your Own Strings by Dr. Uh, Wayne Dyer, and he was a psychiatrist and 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 he he studied uh, Taoism and all of that other kind of stuff. But one of the things I read about different disciplines, just because I'm a Christian doesn't mean I can't read all kind of stuff. But anyway, this is what I wanted to say to you. One of the uh, some of his research about um, psychology dealt with the fact that over 90 percent of patients that are within psychiatric facilities are there because of something their blood relatives did to them that traumatized them when they were children. Now, I want y'all to think about that. If you think that just because somebody has a blood tied to you, that they cannot hurt you. I want you to think about some instances in the Bible when blood relatives hurt family members and murdered them. So we are up against some real evils nowadays. And I want you to know that you can make it. If I made it through some of the things that I have made it through, God doesn't love me anymore just because I have a podcast and I'm trying to operate uh, in the authority that he has given me as a believer and operate it within the purpose that he has created for my life. It doesn't mean that God loves me more than you, that I'm worth more than you. I'm no different from you. We are all the same within the eyes of God. And I want you to know that God wants you to be free and God loves you. And regardless of what your family may say or have said about you, or try to curse and place over you and your life that God has the final say so. And only God has the authority and the power and is qualified to define who you really are. Now I want that to sink in. And I want you to remember that the next time your family, your blood relatives may try to come up against you to hurt you. The next time somebody in your extended family, your in-laws or people try to come up against you and cause problems in your life or within your marriage. Remember who you belong to and walk in that authority that Jesus Christ has given you. Walk in that authority because there is power when you are connected to Jesus Christ. God bless you. And I hope this encourages you and provide you with some awareness and insight as you continue to thrive on your journey.